today, both in our first reading and our gospel, carry the same overtone of gratitude and thanksgiving. This idea of gratitude is to be able to recognize everything is a grace and a gift from God. We hear in our first reading from the book of Kings, Naaman, a king, a ruler, being carrying leprosy, is now seeking a prophet to heal him. Hears from a distance that there is a prophet in another kingdom that could heal him from leprosy. So he goes out in humility to seek out this other prophet from this other kingdom. He didn't let his power, authority, dictate it, overcome in himself, but comes in humility to seek the prophet. But what is interesting is for a ruler and a king to then seek someone else's prophet, but then when he gets there, instead of the prophet coming to see him, the prophet sends his messenger, instructs him to go bathe in the Jordan seven times, and from there he will be cleansed. Questions whether or not why there's so many other rivers around that area, and he lists them out, but yet why the Jordan? He knew that he needed to be cleansed and did so following the instruction of the messenger of the prophet. And that's what we hear at this, the, the first reading today is his praise and thanksgiving for that. And that he asked if he could take a piece of that land home with him so that he can begin to build an altar and worship the God of that land, the God of the prophet, in gratitude and thanksgiving. Everything we give and are given is not our own doing. We do not merit anything on our own, but it's all a gift, a free gift to each and every one of us, a gift from God. So the question that we have to begin to ask ourselves today is first, do we recognize God's gift in our daily life? And secondly, are we grateful for them? When we look at gifts, there's two types of ways we look at and receive gifts. One way is the fact that we're entitled to those gifts and entitled to everything. We simply ask ourselves, don't I have the right to be happy? Don't I have the right to the air I breathe today? Don't I have the right to good health? Don't I have the right to have some peace? Or the other way is we take for granted these gifts. Just for the pure fact today, we walked into this church not with a 110 degree temperature, but a nice comfortable 78, 80 degrees, right? But how many of us had the opportunity to admire, to appreciate the nice temperature change of our daily life? It's been here for about two weeks, but have we noticed the change, the difference? The gift that we can, we're here physically, we're all here in good health, we have all our body parts, we just got fed, we have clothes that we are wearing. Some people are going to church today, walking six, eight hours to the church so they can worship God. There's people walking to church without clothes on their backs, there are people walking to church hungry, needing food to eat, 
or haven't eaten food for three, four days, or maybe even weeks. But have we taken for granted the fact, the gift that we're able to receive and to have these things, the clothes we wear, the food we eat, the car that got us here to church today, and the ability to sit in a church with AC, with lights. We're not standing around beating mosquitoes and flies over our faces, but we're sitting in pews comfortably and not on dirt floors. But what do we do with that gratitude? And what is right gratitude? So how do we live this spirit of gratefulness, of thanksgiving every day and every moment of our lives for these gifts? And I think the best way to really understand gratitude and how to be thankful is for us to begin to break down why we're sitting here. The beauty of our Eucharistic celebration, Eucharistia, is in Greek, thanksgiving. To give thanks to God. We begin our masses with the entrance procession. We come in as individual, distinct individuals with our own stories, with our own history, with our own baggage, with our own struggles, with our own brokenness, and with our own sins. We come united together as one, in one voice singing the entrance hymn, giving praise and thanksgiving to God, united together to prepare ourselves to enter into the mystery of thanksgiving. And as we come together, we mark ourselves with the sign of the cross, reminding ourselves that we are Christians following Christ. So now we begin recalling our brokenness, our weakness, our frailty, and asking God and needing God in our own life to repair, to mend, to help us through that brokenness, that weakness, that frailty of our life. And so then we begin in our penitential rite, recalling how I've fallen short in living out that Christian faith, in living out the gratitude I have for everything God has done in my life. How I've fallen short in living God's love, the gift of love that he's given me. In falling short, recognizing how I've fallen when it comes to the relationship with others. I've fallen short in seeing God in and through others. And so as we recall and acknowledge our frailty, our weakness, our brokenness, we then go into our readings in which we hear how God has walked with people every day and every moment of their life. How they've attempted to recognize God in those little moments, in every little detail. But sometimes they fall short, or like in today's gospel, in our today's second reading, we hear Paul in prison and in chains, and how he can still be able to recognize God in the midst of his suffering, in the midst of his difficulties, in the midst of his own persecution, he finds God. And then we come to the gift itself, the gift of God's love to us. Not just any generic gift, but the gift of himself, his body, blood, soul, and divinity to share his love with us in the most intimate way possible. He gives us himself and dwells within 
bread and wine that becomes the body and blood of Christ. And then allows us as unworthy people to receive that gift with open hands and with open arms. Sometimes even with disbelief, if that is truly God himself, his body, blood, soul, and divinity, but he still gives of himself unconditionally. And all he asks is for our praise, our gratitude. So as we come to the end of our Eucharistic celebration, this act of thanksgiving, this act of gratitude, doesn't just sit here among the community. Doesn't sit here with just the 2,000 people that have gathered here today. But that gratitude calls us to take that gratitude into every aspect of our life. Into every moment of our life. And for that reason, the end of Mass calls us and invites us, go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Because the simple praise and glory, recognizing our shortcomings, our failures, and our weakness, but yet we've just received the most beautiful and unconditional gift of love. That's what gratitude calls us to do. That is the gift of gratitude. We come as ourselves to God into this intimate relationship, recognizing our free weakness, our frailty, our brokenness, and asking God to walk, to be with us, and help us to recognize how he has loved each and every one of us every moment of our life. How he's never neglected us, and how in that gift of love, we need him that much more. But I would like to invite you to add on to that gift. Today, in a little bit, in the, in the preface of our Eucharistic liturgy, we will hear this phrase again. For although you have no need of our praises, yet our thanksgiving is itself your gift, since our praises add nothing to your greatness, but profit us for salvation. This gift of gratitude that we are called to enter into is not benefiting God in any way. It's benefiting us and profiting us for salvation. Or even to put it simply, to profit us into the ability and the eternal relationship we will have beginning today for all eternity with Christ in love. So for us to begin with that attitude of gratitude so that we can love God in this moment so that when we enter into eternity, we can love him so that we're able to love him and most importantly, to be and to dwell in his love. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we continue to reflect on gratitude, I want us to end with the dialogue we're about to enter into in the liturgy, the Eucharist. The dialogue when Father says, the Lord be with you, and you respond, and with your spirit. The recognition of God in our midst. Then when Father says, lift up your hearts. Let us lift up our whole being, body, mind, and soul in gratitude for everything he has done in our lives, whether we recognize it or not, whether we see it or not, 
lift up everything to him and offer that in unison with the gift that is offered at the altar. And then Father says, let us give thanks to that. Let us be praised and grateful for all that. And you respond, it is right and just. Because we ourselves don't merit, don't earn, don't deserve that gift. But because it is right, or in Spanish, because it's necessary for us, for our relationship with God, that we give him praise, we give him thanks, we give him our gracious gratitude of our life. So let us remember those words we say so that when we leave today, we leave with an attitude of gratitude. We are grateful to God for everything he's done, whether we know it or not, the good, the bad, and the ugly of our life. We're grateful for all of it because he loves us unconditionally and because he wants us to be in right relations with him. Order our life in that relationship with him as the most important thing so that when we see him face to face in eternity, we may give him praise, glory, and thanksgiving for eternal life. Amen.